0: Welcome to Activate with Pastor Christian Newsom, a podcast of Journey Church International.
1: Welcome back to the Activate podcast with Pastor Christian Newsom, lead pastor for Journey Church International. My name is Brandon, and today we'll be having a conversation with Pastor Christian concerning Sunday's message entitled, Out of Left Field. We're in the middle of a summer series working our way through the book of Judges, and Pastor Christian, we're three weeks into the series Um, What has spoken to you the most about the book of Judges and your study of it, and what's God saying in your heart? I think for me it's the reaction of God to rescue rebellious people. Uh, You know, again and
0: again in in the book we see the people of Israel, right, the spin cycle of sin, uh, that God directs them, and then they drift, then they get in trouble, then they cry for help. Uh, And over and over again in the book of Judges, even even sometimes God's God's words will say no. We'll find out, like with Jephthah and others, that— God will say, go cry to the other gods, um, you know, who who you've been worshiping. But when Israel really repents and returns to God, he, he always returns to them. You know, in that verse of Scripture where God says, return to me and I will return to you. James, in the book of James, says it this way, draw near to me and I'll draw near to you. Uh, there, there's just this thought that the second you begin to turn and face God again, he comes running back to your rescue. So, I, you know, I, I think that's been a big thing, just God's. Continued willingness to rescue us over and over again has been huge for me. And then the judges, seeing these these flawed guys who don't have a lot of ability, but they have enough availability, and just knowing the stories that we'll study this summer, you know, I just really think highlights for me that if I can just have enough courage to say yes, if I can just have enough courage to say yes. We said in the first message of the series, if we will just give God our yes. Um, that He will do everything else. Uh, I think has, has been inspiring. So you know the the, the rescuing of God has been motivating uh, in knowing how much God loves us. Uh, I think the rescuers that He used has been inspiring because you look at their life and think, like, wow, maybe maybe God could use me to help somebody
1: if if I'm available. So let's talk about the second rescuer, or the second judge. In our series, his name's Ehud. it's one of my favorite stories in all of the Bible. You can read about it in judges three um verses twelve through thirty and if you don't frequently read God's Word, you need to read this story because it'll um it'll excite you to read It's read a great the Bible. story yeah. it, it is like the sitcom of judges oh, yeah. right i mean it is it is the laugh track of judges written in a very, very sarcastic and gripping mm-hmm. manner, yeah. Um, So you stated that we can learn three lessons from this story. The first is, God will often use our perceived disadvantage for His divine advantage. Um, Have you ever used a perceived disadvantage in your life as an excuse to say that God can't use you? And are there some common excuses that people, and when I say people, most often Christians use that prevent them from being used by God? I will say this, the areas that I minister most effectively— are the
0: messes where I have, you know, m- messed up the most. Uh, the the things that I am an expert in uh, are usually the failures that I've had to work through myself. So, I, you know, I would say everything that at one point was a tremendous disadvantage, God through his grace, uh, you know, and just through his gentleness and through his kindness has led me to repentance and then kind of said, hey, turn around and share that with others. Uh, so, yeah, I have found out that um, all my disadvantages, God will will use for advantages. Uh, and if you say, yeah, have I used or have you had, her, ever heard others say, hey, I'm too weak in this area to be used? I mean, gosh, yeah, I mean, in every area. I, I struggle to preach in almost every area that I haven't perfected, which is about 99% of them, you know, because you feel hypocritical. Uh, probably that's because of my judgmental nature. Um, you know, you always believe you that people judge you the way you judge them you know so for me to get up and preach about something that i that i don't do really really well i think well that's hypocritical which makes me look at myself and think man do you expect everyone to have mastered something bef- you know before they help others learn how to do it better and the reality is no i mean i know biblically that's that's not the standard that we use god used frail and broken people um you know god used old and washed up people we talked about that in the message this week all the time but yeah i think there's a lot of areas where people say man if you know if i wouldn't have messed up this if i wasn't divorced uh you know i could tell people what i'd learned about marriage if uh, if i had kids that followed god i could i could help a teenager learn how to follow god if i read my bible every night i might be able to tell somebody else to read the bible uh, every night you know if i had conquered all the struggles in my life i might be able to tell someone they could overcome these struggles and we have to realize our ministry is based on the life of jesus not not our life Uh, And we have to keep pushing people to look like Jesus, not like us. And we have to tell them, here's the journey I am on. I've got a long way to go, but I'm heading in this direction. And if you want to come in this direction too, you can join me. We'll fail together, we'll follow together, uh, and slowly we'll we'll continue maybe a little more each day to look like Jesus.
1: The second lesson we can learn from the story of Ehud is this. Um, an ounce of faith can produce an ocean of results. You, you stated that we need to remember that God in our past is the greatest sign of God in our future. So referring to the 12 stones in, in the Jordan, that Joshua set up to remember God's appearance. What symbolic stones have you set up to remember God appearing in your life, uh, specifically as it responds to the life of JCI? So you know, you sound a British there for a minute. Did I you read that question? An ounce of faith can produce an ocean of
0: results. You kind of say resu- results. Results. Um, yeah, makes. you got to, Had a little Australian. I've been working British on that. Bent there. Actually, yeah, it's yeah, not not bad. Yeah, um, yeah. When you look at the twelve stones that uh, that Joshua set up, right? So Ehud had done his job. As kind of a lackey, right, for the nation of Israel. He had collected their taxes and went to pay them and left and was going home. And then he got to the stones at Gilgal. And something had to trigger in his mind, maybe from when he was a little boy, maybe walking with his grandpa. Um, You know, you can picture a a young Jewish boy heading out to the Jordan River to go fishing, to go swimming, to hang out on the banks, and to have somebody time and time again say, "That's That's when God moved. That's when God moved. That's when God moved. So he had built into his past this thought that at some point God had moved and and God used that that memory of him moving as motivation that he could move again and he realized that he was in a per- perfect position um, to go and and to you know basically take back what Moab had taken with King Eglon um, through his, through his courage and his leadership uh, yeah there, there's lots of things in in the history of jCI. I mean, I can't ride by our property on the road without seeing how God moved to allow us to have land on this 150 corridor. When we were told by all the real estate developers, churches, they don't want churches on 150 highway. They want that to be a business development. Every time I drive by the middle school a few weeks ago, I had to shoot a video um, on, on a picnic table outside Summit Lakes Middle School. Uh, and Summit Lakes Middle School to me is is holy ground. It's where God moved as as he began this work. Uh, people in our life. I, you know, I drive by the houses of neighbors. I remember when we first started doing our preview service, we had no children's ministry equipment, and our neighbors, about ten streets down or ten houses down on the right, Justin and Hope Reader were having a, a garage sale, and she was finally cleaning out all her baby stuff, and I stopped, and I said, "I'll take all of it," and she <laughs> thought I was just crazy. I literally bought every. Piece of children's equipment, like her garage sale lasted ten minutes, and she sold everything. Um, And then, then they came to our church, and they made spiritual decisions, and their kids made spiritual decisions, and we got to baptize them. They don't even live there anymore; they've moved since. But every time I drive by their house, I see God moving for us, and with us, and through us, and on our behalf. So, yeah, when you really start to open your eyes and and think about the things that only God could do, I see them everywhere. And on this day, Ehud just happened to be walking by the right place at the right time. um, And a memory of God moving connected with a very unique skill set slash disadvantage that he had. It got him in the room. You know, Ehud, if he's a strong, double-handed warrior, he probably doesn't even get close to the king. But God used his disadvantage to get him in the room. Uh, And like we talked about in our in our message this week, you know, what do you have that's put you that's put you in the room? Um, You know, maybe you're divorced. We talked about our singles retreat that's going to come up uh, in February. Maybe you're divorced, but that's the disadvantage. It's going to put you in the room with some young single folks that you're going to be able to mentor or lay your hands on. Maybe you're single and you're not married yet, but that's going to put you in the room. Maybe your spouse has cheated on you, but that's going to put you in a room with people that only you can speak faith and hope and forgiveness to. Maybe you've lost your job, but that's going to put you in a room that you would have never been in to be able to share your faith. Ehud's a disadvantage. You put him in the room. Uh, and God used a memory of God moving in the past along with, you know, a, a divinely placed maybe handicap to put him in the room where God could use him uh, in a way to to release Israel from the bondage that they were in. And we believe very uniquely God has given you something that's going to put you in the room. Um, And if you can, at that point, remember in your mind what God has done in your past, maybe God will do something else in someone else's future
1: because you're in the room and you're available. Pastor Christian, one of the things I really admire about you is your ability to remember. There are very few things that you forget. And journaling is, is really important to you so that you do remember those times when when God moves and and you can set up a symbolic stone in your life. Talk about for just a moment that that process. I know we've talked in length about how you journal, but talk about the importance of journaling in in connection with the 12 stones.
0: Well, yeah, I, I just think it's important when God moves to make a record of it there you so go. you don't forget it and so that others don't forget it. So in my in my prayer journal that I go through, you know, I've I've got 7 seven daily prayers that I pray over seven areas that I want to make sure and cover every week. Um, you know, so, so for instance, you know, today we're recording a podcast on a Thursday. Um, so I'll go on my Thursday prayer line and Thursday, June 14th is the day we're recording this. I'll write my prayer request for Thursday, June 14th, but every Thursday I'll go back and look at June 14th. Um, so, you know, so I've got a line of Thursdays right in, in my prayer journal. And when those prayers are answered, I highlight them yellow. And what's crazy is every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, every one of them, there's a burden that I'm struggling with, a blessing that I need. There's a a prayer request. There's something in my life urgent enough that day that I need to ask God to help me with it that is unresolved. You'd be shocked if I flipped through my prayer journal with you to see how much yellow is in it. Um, The burden of last Sunday that is the blessing of this Sunday, the burden of last Tuesday, that is the blessing of this Tuesday, the burden of last month's Thursday, that is the blessing of this Thursday. Doing those things, here, here's what it does. When I write down the burden of today and I see the seven previous burdens of Thursdays that are no more burdens, um, you almost start to say thank you before you say please, right? It's like, like God, I'm, um, I'm going to pray for this, but you have made it very very clear that you answer prayer so i'm going to pray for this but i'm really not going to worry about it cuz everything else i've prayed for you have you have taken care of that's the and, god in our past yeah of right? course and then and then for me um you know i try to look at god in our past you know at least once a month if i can i get out my old journals and i always look day day you know day to day so june 14th, 2018 go back in my journal what's june 14th 2017 look like and I just see how far I've come from the fears I had to the burdens I had to the prayers I had uh, to the hopes and dreams and goals that I had. I look back here and it's like, wow, I can't believe on that day I believed in a in a faith quotient that was that small. Or I can't believe that I prayed a prayer that big. And now a year later, God has answered that. So I like to carry my older journals with me and sometimes just look back a year or two or, th- or three at a time, because what you, what you see is piles of stone in your past um, where you've erected an altar and said, God, take care of this, and God has so quickly met the need that you don't go back to that
1: altar anymore, because those needs have been met. Well, let's talk about the third lesson real quick. Um, the third lesson that you told us this this uh, this well this upcoming Sunday, now that the cat's out of the bag, we recorded this before the message. Always, yeah. <laughs> God will use our faith to signal others to follow uh, you know, once Ehud had killed Eglon the leader, he blew a trumpet as a signal for all of Israel to attack the enemy. Who, who has blown a trumpet in your life that engaged your attention and gave you the courage to keep moving forward? Man, there are so many. Like I, like I've got a full marching
0: band, right? Like give me, give I've me got your top. a top full horn section. Yeah. Uh, Pastor <laughs> Daniel Floyd would yeah. be one. He'll be speaking at our church this summer. Uh, every time I'm around Pastor Daniel, I'm I, my my faith grows. Uh, you know, I think I say in my introduction of him that he either believes in a God that's bigger than mine or he just has a bigger faith in the same God that I do. But every time I'm with him, I, I, I realize God is bigger. Uh, he's a church planner. We were at Liberty at the exact same time together. Uh, and every time I see how he's pursuing God, every time he speaks into me, like he will this summer when I connect with him, uh, he'll tell me what was going on in our in their church when they were almost seven years old and what they did between seven years old and 11 or 12 years old and how God moved. And I'll just be it so, like it'll just signal me to keep moving forward. Pastor Brian Beloy, um, who's going to preach for us on our vacation Bible school celebration Sunday, is a guy that when he's around us, just breathes faith because he can look back and say, again, I remember when we were where you were and here's how God moved. And it's just like him sounding the signal, keep moving forward. Clayton King, every time he's here, um, talks about how he remembers uh, churches that were just starting when he was engaged, and they were our age, and what has happened if we just stay faithful. And it's like they sound the trumpet to just keep moving forward. And on and on and on, people like that who will step into our life, Mac Lake, who will be here this summer um who will say man you know i i remember when this church that's now reaching thousands and thousands of people and has planted dozens of churches i remember when they were right where you were and if you will just keep pursuing in this direction um this could be what god does with your ministry i mean i've i've and i could keep going there's a line of ehuds who who are continuing to signal you're moving in the right direction keep pursuing and they they show me a future and they show me an impact that we certainly desire to have by our church's mission um, but they have been willing to go first um, they have been willing to say follow me they've been willing to kind of help us know where the tough battles are and how to avoid maybe some battles we don't need and then when to send the Navy you know the Navy seals first. Um, because it's going to be a real struggle But how to keep moving forward So there's a bunch of them in our life
1: Well in this series you've done an exceptional job Of connecting the judges To the person of Jesus You have said that Jesus is the better judge We we repeat that almost every Sunday Why is this important to you? Why is it so important that you connect the judges To Jesus?
0: Well I think, I think all scripture points that way uh, You know I mean I, I think Jesus is He is the central point and the central promise of all of scripture from genesis 3:15 when god tells adam and eve that that he will punish satan for his evil and he will ultimately forgive their sin and rescue and restore their relationship with him that they had in the garden of eden from genesis 3 where that's said to revelation 21:22 where it is accomplished the whole bible is about that rescuer who will come reset our relationship, just like Adam and Eve had it in the Garden of Eden, walking with God in the cool of the day without an ounce of sin or evil around you, without a hint of death or sickness or decay. I mean, that is the whole story of Scripture. God says it, and we just keep waiting on it until we meet Jesus. And we see glimpses of it. We see glimpses of it in Othniel. We see glimpses of it in Ehud. We're going to see glimpses of it in Gideon. We're going to see glimpses of it You know, in Jer and in Tola, we'll see it in Samson, we'll see it in Jephthah, I mean, we'll see it through the entire book, we'll see a really good glimpse in David, but all these guys die off, and all of their rescues are temporary, and even all of their spiritual moments are earthly, so we just long for the best day with the best judge. To last in eternity, we look at that day that David's dancing into Jerusalem with the Ark of God, and he's at, he's at rest from his enemies, and the presence of God is going before him. And we say, man, wouldn't it be great if all of life could look like that moment forever and ever and ever? Jesus allows that to happen. That longing in our heart for that perfect moment, for a prolonged eternity, is only found in Jesus. So we find ourselves having our appetite whetted a little bit for. A better judge, a more lasting peace, a total security, um, and a connection with God that isn't just through one man for a little bit of time, but that is through a Savior for all of time. Uh, That's that's what the Book of Judges makes us look forward to, and in Jesus we see all of our longings
1: um, fulfilled. Well, Pastor Christian, thank you so much for sharing with us today, and we want to thank you, podcast listeners. We are truly thankful that you have subscribed to this podcast, you listen to it weekly. Um, Listen, we can't do it without you guys. So spread the word. And uh, just a quick programming note, we're taking a brief pause in the podcast this summer. We'll return in August to wrap up uh, the series on the Book of Judges and begin a new season of podcasts. We'll catch you next time on the Activate Podcast, where we challenge you to build a faith that is active.
0: Thank you for listening to Activate with Pastor Christian Newsom, a podcast of Journey Church International. If you are ever in the Kansas City area, we would love for you to join us for one of our Sunday worship experiences. You can find out more information about JCI on our website at takethejourney.cc. Also, if you have enjoyed this podcast, help us get the word out and show your support by subscribing, rating, and reviewing on iTunes or Google Play. Please share this episode with all your friends on social media. Thanks again for listening, and we will catch you next time on the Activate Podcast.